Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways, episode 22. We're so glad that you're with us. I'm Jackson, and today I'm going to talk about how understanding just how powerful God is should radically transform our prayer lives for other people. And I'm Kurt, and I'm going to be talking about accidents and how we oftentimes run to the accident, but we aren't always there to help. Yep. All that and more in this episode of Tangible Takeaways. Hey, welcome to Tangible Takeaways, episode 22. 22. Kurt, thanks for being on. Great being You're here. You're a returner at I this am. point. I'm yeah, back again. So just welcome back to Tangible <laughs> Takeaways. Love it. Uh, we're three weeks deep in 40 days now. Um, what would you say as we're getting deeper into 40 days, you feel like you're either learning about prayer um, or you feel like is growing in your prayer life, even as you're giving this kind of dedicated focus to prayer? Yeah, I think in the first two weeks, Jackson, uh, so much of prayer happens in those moments of life where you just kind of respond. And I think those first two weeks, we're talking a little bit about that honoring God. Mm. I think so often it's easy for me just to kind of throw a prayer up to God like really quickly and not too thoughtfully and to say, oh, okay, God, I need this, this, and this. And um, I just know, you know, as if I was a parent and had a child do that with me as our mm. father, you know, there's a side where I, there's got to be a little bit more honor. And I think I've been driving my my prayers a little bit to be make sure I'm in that moment where I am adoring God first, as opposed to just yeah. giving him lists and requests, uh, knocking on his door saying, hey, yeah. give me, give me, give me. Yeah. But kind of slowing down and trying to enjoy him. Mm, that's really good. I I have been surprised so far in this series, even in paying attention for myself. And I, I had talked about it a, a week ago, maybe, but just how much common sense we have in our relationships and then how we just kind of like toss that out yeah. when it comes to God. It's just like all the common sense goes out the window. There's yeah. no need to be like, hey, should we check in? Should we talk at all about other things other than just what I need from you? It's like that's mm-hmm. inappropriate in every other relationship I have. But for whatever reason it's cool with God you know? yeah and because the funny part is in, in that for me Jackson because Jesus is our friend as well as our Savior there's this interesting tension where I, I do feel comfortable talking to him he's my yeah. he's my friend he's you know I talk to him every day and so that comfortability can get in the way of me being honoring mm. uh, because he's not just a friend. Yeah, and it's I think a hard that's, balance. It's a balance find. because on one hand, yeah, I want him to have a sense of really like, you're my friend and I love talking to you and sharing what's going on in my life. Mm. And then there's times where I think my friendship gets in the way of my followership of him being my king. Yeah, yeah, it's that's a really hard tension between intimacy and awe. Right. To be like, man, I am in awe of you. And I feel just like so honored and humbled to even get to talk to you. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. But then at the same time, I can talk to you whenever I want about whatever I want. Right. Like all of that, like friendship stuff to be like, man, there's that much intimacy between us. Yeah. I think we tend to either as people, you know, on a pendulum swing like we are, we tend to miss one or the other, you know, where we'll either be like, man, this is just beautiful relational intimacy, or on the other side, we become so stiff and almost so like scared in our prayers to be like, oh man, it's just becomes this like really rigid thing. And so it's really kind of hard to find that sweet spot. Yeah. And it's just, you don't want to mess up. 
Mm. I mean, you're like, I don't want to, I got, there's a way we're supposed to pray and I don't want to mess it up. And for me, I'm just, even through that issue of being a friend versus even being maybe dishonoring at times, it's that understanding what's going on in my heart, what's driving my conversation with him. And if Mm. my heart is a demanding heart or my heart is a kind of distracted heart, Mm. I think those things push me. And it's like, those are the things I'm deeply concerned about, uh, the pattern is there and we really want to honor God in that. But I think the heart is a great determiner of my, like where I'm at with God in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cause prayer is like a really easy space to abuse, mm-hmm. you know, like it's, it's really easy. And you think about, you know, we just don't have good handles or rails for other relationships, even remotely similar to this one. Right. But you look at examples like of things with people who maybe have more money than us, right? And that we might be close friends with. And maybe we were friends before they got money and now they've got a bunch of money. And all of a sudden, sometimes you can start to take advantage of that relationship just because it's like, well, you're better resource than I am. And so you can be prone to take advantage of people. Uh, and we see that happen in relationships all the time. But prayer is almost like this perfect concoction of all of these things where God almost like puts himself in this position like that he probably shouldn't like if if you were God you would probably like avoid putting yourself in that position but he puts himself in a position to be really taken advantage of by us not that he's going to be beaten down by us but also relationally some of the stuff is just almost inappropriate you know like when you look at it yeah we reach way past that relationship you know Mm. and we act like he really works for us yeah rather than reverse you know we're serving him and the requests that we have have to reflect that king and servant mindset and i think you're right that you know sometimes we just go to him and it's like you know we treat him more like a genie than a god Mm. and and we we think somehow that we have these wishes because the bible says these things therefore god's required to do these things and yeah he'll give us anything that we ask anything yeah (laughs) anything that the light touches belongs to you know us now and it's like no no that's not the way it works yeah and I think that's that part where I'm nervous when I want to make sure when I pray in this series was good for me so that I don't take advantage of that friendship, that advantage of the intimacy and even the access we have Yeah. to kind of just go through a list that's for me Yeah. because it's it's so easy just to go what's in it for me and, and rarely do I even go, and I've been learning this as well, rarely do I go to the point where I'm asking God, no, point things out of my life. Mm. You know, it's give me. Yeah. And rarely do I say, give me grace or give me, you know, humility. Yeah. Or it's, even you know, show me where I'm lacking. Show me where I'm lacking. Yeah. Any of those things get, you know, I think off dropped off the wayside. And it just, it's a good reminder, I think, as we talk to our God, that we're talking to a friend, but we're talking to someone who wants every part of our lives whole. Yeah. It's not just the things he wants to cover. Or I want to meet your financial needs. Yeah. Or I'm going to meet your physical needs. He he really wants to meet our spiritual needs and our relational needs. And when we pray in such a limited way, I think we're, we're losing sight of that. God has got so much more work he wants to mm. do in us. And we get distracted by the more of the shiny objects in our life. Yeah. Yeah. And the What's urgent, right? Over the things that are maybe the most important. Right. Yeah. And that's like, that's what I think is so valuable about this series, because rarely do I check in on my own prayer life beyond, oh man, I haven't prayed in three or four days or something like that, you know, where that will come up and I'll be like, oh, that's probably a problem. And I'll try to absolve that issue. But then it's like, oh man, there's so many, like you get into a 40 days really focused on prayer and you're like, man, there's a lot more cracks in my prayer life than I even thought there were. You know? Yeah. And even in the midst of that, it's easy to look at someone else's prayer life and going, well, you don't pray enough. Yeah. You know, and it's like, whoa, let me stop there. You know, yeah. and that person may not pray enough. That's fair. Yeah. 
but it starts with us. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So even as we're looking at this weekend, talking about praying for people we might never meet, uh, why is that, like, when you think about, man, putting together a series for prayer, why is that such an important topic to hit when we talk about prayer, praying for people we might never meet? Well, I think it's it's actually a model for us in Scripture, for one. It's mm. it's all across there where people were sending letters. Would you pray for us? People that Paul, for instance, never met. Yeah. Um, I just, this last four months, two of my daughters have gotten married. And it's been interesting because for both of their conditions or in their, in their lives, I've been praying for someone I had never met before. Mm. I've been praying for 20 plus years for mm. someone I had never set eyes on praying that I, that they become what I would ask God for them, that God, would they be this kind of man? Would they mm. be this kind of person? Would they have this kind of faith? And so there's a level of praying for someone you've never met. That's kind of cool because you're like, I don't know how God's going to answer that. Yeah. And then and, it's super cool when you meet them. And right? it's, you're, you're like, like dude, oh I've my been goodness, praying that's the you. guy I've been yeah. praying for. You're the answer to my prayer in, you know, it doesn't mean they're perfect, but they're exactly what God had in, envisioned for them. Mm. And so for all those years, now it's a celebration to be honest, that God answered my prayer and I just have greater praise. Yeah. Because the longer I pray for what I didn't see, the more joy I have at the end when I actually now see it and how God answered it in his just perfectly sovereign, loving, amazingly mm. wise way. Mm. And I feel like prayer really stirs our affection mm-hmm. for people, right? Like I'm, I'm looking back over the people that I pray for on a regular basis. And a lot of them are people I know, right? Some of the people that are closest to me, like my wife and my family and things like that, people in my oikos. And as I think about those people that I pray for, I, I'd be hard pressed to not feel affection towards those people, right? Because right. I'm praying for them all the time and that prayer just kind of conforms me. It even just makes me think, okay, I have a seat with the creator of the universe who has the power to do anything and everything. So what what do I like most desire for these people's lives? What's the best, right? What's his best for their life? It just gets you thinking about those people in a different way than you normally would. And as you start thinking about them that way, all of a sudden you're like, oh man, like I my affection is stirred for these people. And I think similarly, when you talk about praying for people you've never met, it's really easy to see different crises pop up around the world and be like, you know, that's tough. That'd suck to live yeah, there right, or whatever, right. like, and really kind of pass it off. But I think that's a big part of praying for people that we've never met, that our affection would actually be, our hearts would actually be stirred to really care about some of these situations. And I think with the news the way it is today, man, there's it's impossible to care equally about everything. But at the same time, we can become so over-informed that we're so dispassionate about yeah. everything. And that's, I think, to our detriment as well. Yeah, completely. I think that makes tons of sense. Because when you say, I'm going to pray for everyone, oftentimes that means you pray for no one. Yeah. And I do think there's a side where if, if people get informed about specific issues going on and you just lant, latch onto that and say, I want to focus on that. I just know my own life. I, I can't pray for, for everyone, but I pray for those people I've interacted with or I've read through or I've heard about that. I've heard their story that kind of touched my heart. Mm. I think God makes us as humans. We have a heart. We have those affections, like you mentioned, and yeah. he pulls on them differently. Who might be a, a really someone who draws your attention might be different than me. Yeah. And I think through that spirit's pull in our life, you will pray for different people according to his plan and I'll pray for different people Yeah. and both need our prayers, but for different reasons, God pulls and tugs at our heart to get our attention to say, I know you're never going to meet them, but here are some things that you might see. And mm. part of it's just the effort to give to it. Mm. I think we're so overwhelmed at times and all the, the texts come through and the, the, the post, social media posts or whatever yeah. happens. And we are overwhelmed by all the lists of needs and we just say, God, I can't do it all. And we just quit. 
And I think sometimes it's probably better to say, I'm going to focus on these three for this next mm. week. Yeah. And just land and say, I know there's more out there, but I, I don't have the bandwidth right and now get emotionally. too easily overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. And just pick the three that are, or five, or whatever the number is that you can manage and say, I'm going to land and I'm going to be committed to these three. Yeah. And then follow up and be aware of that and track that and, and just continue being informed. Yeah. And it's probably even safe to say, if you're willing to read an article about it, right, about the situation, mm-hmm. we're talking about people you've never met. If you're willing to read an article about it, you should probably be willing to pray for those people because you're interested enough to read something about it to forsake a little bit of time. Right, right. So you should probably be willing to forsake maybe five minutes more yeah. to just pray about it. Well, it's like the, it's like the difference between when someone watches an accident happen, it's it's like, oh my goodness, I can't believe what I just saw. Yeah. But then there's someone who actually runs to the scene and gets involved to help. Yeah. And I think at times we like to watch accidents. Yeah. We look at the wow. world around us and like, oh, look at all these things happening. It's amazing. It draws because it's it's just, yeah. even, in, even in the we'll business. We'll use it like, did you see this or yeah. whatever, you know. We'll yeah, because even in the business, you know, it's the clicks, it's the posts, it's getting hits, and and we're attracted to the accident, but so often we have a difficult time answering the mm. call to go and help and be getting engaged. And I think we look at saying, I can't go there and help them, so I won't do anything. When in reality, if you pray, you are there. Yeah, You're jumping onto the scene of an accident and saying, I can do something about this in that moment, rather than just being an onlooker and and probably not really fulfilling what God would have us do in that situation. Yeah, that's a really beautiful picture. And it also, I think, shows the even our view of the sovereignty and power of God, right? To be like, man, I just, I heard about this thing. I saw this thing. What's my immediate response? Is my immediate response like, oh man, that stinks. Like, move on. Is my response something that's apathetic? Is my response like, man, I'm emotional, but I don't know what to do about it. Or do I realize, oh man, I have access to somebody who actually can do something about this. Yeah. And if you, if your heart is moved towards something and you have access to, you know, if you had access to Jeff Bezos and who could get money there, right? Like <laughs> yeah. you'd let him know and say mm-hmm. like, hey, I just heard about this thing. And like, this is terrible. Could you, do you think there's any way we could help, you know, like, and you got access to somebody way richer, way more powerful than Jeff Bezos. And so I think when you even look at that, it's like, man, do I actually recognize that God is who he says he is or not? Well, and I love that because when you pray for those moments, the God who's in charge of the world, like you're saying, sovereignly mobilizes people Mm. and in mobilizing them, perhaps even through the influence of your prayer. I just love that because they're going to get blessed because you prayed and God mobilized them to action. Mm. It's, it's created this joy for both sides. It's, you have joy by praying and seeing God move. Someone else is going to be in the, maybe in that environment. Yeah. It's Africa or Asia or wherever it's at. And they're now being leveraged by God. Mm. They don't even recognize that part of their story is linked to your prayers. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That there's people all around the all around the world that have been praying that have led to that. Yeah. yeah. It's really it's cool. powerful. So what would you say like this weekend, we looked at some examples with some missionaries of like that we support as a church. Like here's some specific prayer Quest, which was awesome. It was super helpful to know, okay, here's some things that we can be praying for, for some of the people that we partner with. But then there's a big majority of people that we're never going to know that we're not going to have specific prayer requests. Like most people aren't putting it in their Instagram bio. Here's the prayer request that I have, right? You could be praying for these things. So there's so, so many people we're not going to have direct prayer requests for. How do we pray for people that we're never going to meet if we don't have their prayer requests on hand? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think in a global setting, like for missions, let me answer that a little bit, because I think that's all of us. We just don't know what's happening in these parts of the world. And so 
I think that's where scripture comes into play. Mm. And I think when you look at scripture, you read Paul as one of those first missionaries and and he kind of goes through all the ways, you know, Romans and Corinthians and Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, all of these books, Thessalonians, he he mentions ways to pray for him. And I think they're really mm. transferable. Yeah. Like I know in, in Romans he talks about pray that we could be refreshed. Mm. Well, I don't need to know specifics about person A that's serving overseas. But I know they probably need to get refreshed by God's spirit. Yeah. I, elsewhere in Corinthians, he says, you know, pray that we're delivered from harm. Hmm. Okay. I don't need to know what the harm is specifically, but I definitely can be praying, God, would you protect them? Would you deliver hmm. them out of situations that could be dangerous for them? Yeah. And I think all the way through the New Testament, he he frames those prayers in such a way that they really are transferable. Mm. I mean, and I'm just going through my list. He prays, maybe be bold. Help mm. us to be bold. Well, yeah. man, that's something you don't have to know the situation. Yeah. But every missionary needs, in global part, needs to be, have boldness in their faith and courage. He prays for courage. The mm. fact that they could live for Christ in a context that are more challenging. Yeah. So I think all the way through the New Testament, he has these general prayers about mm. just what it means to live in this kind of lifestyle. And I think they fit perfectly for those missionaries we have in our life. We're saying, I don't know them. Well, there's a long list of those in the scripture, and, and yeah. I think they're pretty powerful. Yeah, and Paul gives, like you said, such vague examples, which is actually kind of surprising because you know he could give specifics. Right. You know he could be like, we just ran yeah. into this. This was crazy. This you know, was, go yeah, on and on and on about it. And he tells very few stories in those letters. Mm -hmm. Most of the, right. I mean, there's like a couple occasions where he'll give you a little bit more context on what's going on. Most of the time it is. It's super vague. Just pray that we would be bold in the faith or that we would have courage or things like that. So even when you look at that, I think you can take some confidence and say, man, maybe if I'm going to be in this practice of praying for people I don't know, I don't need to have all this specifics, but I know that there are, there are broader and more general things that I can be praying for them. And I even have precedent in scripture that that's actually a valuable thing to do. Exactly. Still, right. Well, and those same principles apply to us living here, not even overseas. Do I, should I be bolder in sharing my faith? Should mm. I have courage to live for Christ in a difficult situation? Yeah. Uh, Paul mentioned, you know, that having opportunities to share Christ. Mm. Would there opportunities pop up? God, would you lead me to places where someone has a need and I can help answer it? I mean, that's as true for anyone living in Indonesia as it would be someone living in India. I mean, yeah. it's it's the same issues. Yeah. And so I love that there is, there's, I love what you say, there, there's, we want to know more. We long to know more. Yeah. And it's great to know more, but it doesn't get us off the hook. Yeah, it's not always going to be true that we're going to It's not always going to be true. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really good. And I hope that, you know, even as we talk about this, I think when you start to do the math on the people that you're going to be praying for in your over the course of your life, there's a good chance that you pray for more people that you don't know than people that you do know because you're just gonna know so few people, right? Like right. you even think about like the prayers that you pray for, um, you know, you think about the, the crazy stuff that has been happening to believers in the Middle East and you're praying for all believers there. Mm. I mean, that is, that is a way bigger group of people than right. anybody you know right, right. now, right? Yeah. Like you, you're not connected to that many people right now in America. And so when you think about prayers like that, um, man, you're praying for a larger quantity of people that you don't know than you do know. So it's actually incredibly yeah. important. Well, and it's funny because I think when you're an introvert, you get that. Mm. Like, I don't know very many people, I'll pray for them. And you get, can kind of make sense when you're an extrovert, and I'm not, I'm an introvert, yeah. but the extroverts, you watch them live and they, they're seeing everyone moving around, they have all this energy. They've got all these connections. And it's 
it's still a drop in the bucket to the difference they make in a sense in a gra- in a grander way of all the yeah. prayers are offered on, on behalf of these groups of people that they can lift up and yeah. so i think it's delusional a little bit you know we think we're making it i'm making this huge huge impact yeah, you know, I've yeah. got, i got a hundred friends i'm praying for well that's great you know pray yeah. for the million yeah you know and there's so much that is happening you need to do that too don't yeah. get me wrong but i think there's more to the story yeah and paul very seems to very casually pray for groups of people whether it's churches or the believers in even this region right he'll make mention to those kind of things like i think we have plenty of precedent to to lump that together and say man lord i am praying for believers in this area or i am praying for this church or these collection of churches who are going through this thing that i might not know many details about but i'm praying for it you know yeah I was um, overseas in June in Turkey, and in that country, there's churches and places, and and you just kind of walk through it, and you just you see things, but you don't know people, mm. but you know in this city there's this happening, and you say, well, I can pray for, I don't know what all the people, I've never met the people in the city, but yeah. there's something significant happening there in this city related to Christ, mm. and it's just crazy to know that's everywhere in the world, yeah, and you don't even have to go there, yeah, you could almost pick a city and say, God. It's Bogota, Colombia. Yeah. And I don't have a clue of anyone there, but I know there's things going on for you there. Would you help the pastors in this area? Would you help the believers stand up? Mm. For, I mean, I just think there's so much, you know God is working and you don't have to have all the information. Yeah, and all of a sudden your prayers are pouring gas on the fire that God's already got going yeah, on there. Totally. And now it's just exploding. Yeah. Yep. So I think, man, hopefully as you look at it, you could see there's just so much power in praying for people that you don't know and so much uh, maybe potential that we miss out on all the time. So hopefully it's been an encouraging conversation for you. As always, don't forget to drop a tangible takeaway you've got from this weekend's message there in the comments and uh, share this uh, to maybe somebody that might be helpful too. But uh, Kurt, thanks for being on. It's great being with you. Thanks, Jackson. We'll, We'll catch you guys next time on Tangible Takeaways. 